All right, guys, we're back for part two in a series where I do a deep dive into search volume and how the Amazon algorithm calculates it, search query performance, brand analytics, and much more. You're going to learn some things that are going to knock your socks off. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. You want to see the size of your niche or your market, maybe how much sales overall is it generating, and more importantly, how the size of your piece of that pie changes over time. Or maybe you want to know when there's a new mover or shaker, an up-and-comer in your niche that you need to be on the lookout for. You can monitor these things and more with Market Tracker by Helium 10. Find out more information at h10.me forward slash market tracker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And now this is our second in a two-part series where I'm showing you some case studies that I've been working on for the last month where I'm trying to figure out what is search query performance taking into consideration? What is brand analytics in Amazon taking into consideration? You know, for those of you who are newer sellers, don't tune out if some of this is kind of like foreign to you. This is important stuff that you guys need to be using. So even if you're not ready for it now, bookmark this and listen to it now and then come back once you're ready because this is important stuff that's going to help you level up on Amazon. Now, first of all, um, I said this before earlier in the uh, podcast that Amazon really has stepped up with showing additional kind of like documentation as far as what search query performance is taken into consideration. And the reason why this is important is because the numbers were looking like way, way off. All right. Um, for example, I, I took a look at six different brands, about 25 different products, and what I was doing was I was like adding up what it said, how many sales my product got or a brand got uh, from searches, right? And, you know, like knowing that, hey, probably like half, you know, more than half of my sales come from search. Like I, I just know that because I'm not sending outside traffic. You know, there's nobody on TikTok promoting our coffin shelves and things like most of our, um, you know, orders come from search, whether it's PPC or organic. But it was crazy. On average, um, only 17 to like 25% of what search query performance sales would say it was only like 17 to 25% of what my actual sales were. Like, for example, for a coffin shelf, it was saying it only attributed 94 sales in a month to search in search query performance. But I looked at my sales data. We sold 531 coffin shelves for that same exact month, right? That's a 17% only search query performance was showing. Um, I mean, heck, for for um, PPC by itself, just the keyword coffin shelf, forget all the other PPC, just the keyword coffin shelf brought over 100 sales to the products. But search query performance was saying for every single keyword out there, we only had like 94 sales. So I was like, wait a minute. And I think you guys probably have seen this. You're like, wait a minute, what in the world? Why is it so different? And it's not necessarily to say that it's wrong, right? It's not to say that it's wrong, um, but is showing something different than what you're expecting. 
And before you had no idea, but now Amazon has gone to the next level and really made sure they had some good documentation. So take a look at this if you haven't seen it yet. Amazon's documentation, for example, for impressions, it says, when an ASIN is displayed for a query, it, may, it means it received one impression, right? So I search for a keyword and then my product is organically showing up there. That's one impression. Now check this out. It includes both organic and sponsored products, all right? So like theoretically speaking, I search for a keyword and if I'm on page one in organic and sponsored products, I have two impressions, right? But take a look at this. It says it excludes ASINs displayed in a widget such as editorial recommendations, top rated and highly rated. So those are sponsored product positions, but they are not counted as impressions and thus anything that is also counted there is not counted as sales. It says it includes product displayed to the customers irrespective of whether the product is in the scrollable view or below the fold. That basically means like, let's say I land on a page, I don't scroll at all, but my product is at the bottom of the page, right? Even though the customer never sees it, it is still counted as an impression, all right? It also includes ASINs from pages rendered to the customer and not the secondary pages that did not get views. For example, um, it says, hey, if, if there's a product in the search results and it's on page 10, but I never scroll to page 10, I am not going to get a uh, an impression there, all right? Um, but it's it's counted, the, the, the interesting thing, it says if it's rendered in the second page for the query, then it will be included. So that's kind of weird. So that almost leads me to believe that, okay, maybe it's not on page 10, which it literally says right there. But does that mean if I am on page one and I have an organic position there and I have a sponsor position on page two, it seems like it's saying even though the customer doesn't scroll to page two, it's counting that as an impression. So that's kind of weird. I'm not sure, 100% sure on that, uh, but that, that's that's what the documentation says. It also says it includes counts from refinement. So like, let's say you, um, you type in coffin shelf and then the customer sees the search results and then they hit like, show me only the black ones, you know, you know those filters on the left-hand side, they hit black, right? And now all of a sudden it filters out everything that's not black. That's another impression, even though they haven't even gone to any other pages or they haven't refreshed a page or anything like that, that counts as another impression. So now you can start to kind of see like, whoa, it's not necessarily over counting the search volume. Remember in the last um, episode I was talking about how, or the last time I was talking uh, about how the search volume seems like inflated. It's because, you know, these are all counting multiple times for all of these different scenarios. Now, as far as the documentation of what it counts as purchases, here again, Amazon's stepping up and is telling us, it says, hey, it only counts when the purchase action happened for the query, all right? So if you purchase five of the same ASIN, that's only a single purchase. It also says it includes purchases that occurred in a day, all right? So for example, if somebody makes a search, all of these things like impressions and clicks and add to carts and purchases, it has to have appeared within the 24 hour period. All right. So like, for example, a scenario uh, of what, again, this is why the purchases is so low, right? Compared to the overall purchases that we know come from these uh, keywords. So for example, let's say I search a coffin shelf. I click the product immediately. It's going to count as a click. I add it to my cart immediately after that. It's going to count in search query performance as an add to cart, but I leave it in the cart. And then the next day I go in and I, I go ahead and check out and pay for it. 
I don't get credit in search query performance for that purchase. Uh, secondly, let's say I click a different product the, the way, and I'm going to explain how, how this works. Uh, how was I able to figure this out? If I click a different product and then I click back, um, it seems like Amazon is not counting that as a purchase. Like if I click kick back or click back and then click another product and buy it for whatever reason, Amazon is not counting that in search crew performance. Um, another scenario that, that doesn't work. Like, let's say I click on a sponsored ad. All right. That counts as a click. And if I buy it right in that time period, that's actually a, um, an order, you know, or that's actually a um, order that is attributed in search query performance. But let's say I click on a product and then I click like a sponsored ad on that page. Now, theoretically, that click still happened after a search. I typed in coffin shelf, right? I typed in coffin shelf. Uh, I clicked on a product and I'm just clicking another product that I see on the page, whether it's frequently bought together or whether it's Amazon recommended or, or whether it's, um, um, you know, some kind of uh, product targeting ad. But if I purchase anything after clicking on a product, that's not that product. Amazon search query performance does not count it. All right. So that's the reason why the number is so small. Uh, like I said, sometimes set as low as 17% is because it kind of like only um, counts kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm going to make up a, I'm going to make up a word, but Another reason why it's not counting so many is because it's kind of like counting only, I don't know, real-time purchases, as it were. Like, I have to click on something and then buy it, and then that, then it's counted, all right? So, like, if I start clicking around or clicking back on my browser, now all of a sudden it's not going to be attributed as it works right now. So, what I did for a case study, and, and uh, I did multiple ones. Uh, I'm just going to talk about one of them that that we did right here. But what I did was I was like, all right, let me get a group of people together. Let me first find a keyword that I know I can control a little bit. All right. So like I wasn't going to do coffin shelf where, you know, there's tons and tons of people searching for it, tons of people clicking it and adding to the cart and purchasing it. I'm going to pick a lower keyword that I know that almost all of the activity around it is going to be what me and like my team are doing. You know, we're the ones doing the clicks and we're doing the ads to carts. And then I came up with all these kind of like different scenarios about like, Hey, click this first and click on the highly rated and, and click back on your browser and then add it to cart and then purchase it the next day. Like I did like so many scenarios. Uh, I'm going to show you guys a little bit of our, our chart, but, but we were like going day by day and different, you know, different ones of us were, we're doing different clicks and doing different things in PPC, and we were logging, uh, logging it all. And then the point of this was I wanted to see how Amazon analytical tools displayed what was going on. I wanted to see how it looked in brand analytics on the daily report. Did it pick up my clicks? Did it pick up my purchases? How it looked in the brand analytics weekly report? How it looked in the search career performance weekly report? How it showed up in Amazon uh, PPC? You know, using Atomic, you know, did it understand that it was a sponsored ad that, uh, you know, got this click, et cetera, et cetera. So I was trying to test as much as possible. So let's go ahead and talk about what were some of the results. So, for example, on January 1st, all right, um, I personally, you know, did some of these tests. So my, my part of this, again, I had a whole team of people who was working on this. What I personally did was I clicked on the product in the search results and then I purchased it, all right? And then a few hours later, I did the same search again, and then I clicked a different product. Now, 
a couple of days later, I looked back at brand analytics and it told me that uh, on that date, uh, 1 1 2023, the, there was one product that had 50% of the clicks and another product, which was my product, that had 50% of the clicks and I had 100% of the conversion. So obviously, there was only one order that day or there was only one sale that day and it was me. So, so brand analytics got this right. But here's what's interesting it basically seems like it only had two you know, maybe two clicks on it. But this product here that said was the other one that was clicked. This was not the product that I clicked on, All right? This was not the product that I clicked on. So Amazon did not pick up this click. So this is part of the reason why brand analytics isn't my favorite child anymore. I had no idea that it wasn't picking up on clicks back in the day, like a year and a half ago when I would test this, it would pick up every single click, right? So now it's like super normalized um it seems like more than before and definitely different than search search career performance so that was kind of uh interesting now the next thing i did you know I, I did a full week you know my team was doing all kinds of testing like like i said clicking on sponsored products and stuff so the next thing at the end of the week i looked at the weekly brand analytics to take a look at what was going on now as you can see here it says that our product this coffin egg tray we got 87.5% of the clicks and 100% of the conversions. But this spoon, this like blood-shaped spoon, it said it had 12.5% of the clicks. Now, now the thing that was troubling, again, we, we clicked on different products, all right? But brand analytics did not pick up on it, unfortunately. So that's a little bit, you know, troublesome. Now, Looking at search query performance for the same week, that was the other thing I did. I did all these tests and I did all these like clicks and sponsored ads and stuff. And now I want to see, I saw how brand analytics displayed it. How did search query performance display this data? All right, so I looked at search query performance for the same exact week. And then for this keyword, which by the way, guys, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it's spooky kitchen was the keyword that I used. It actually, this is quite kind of like interesting here, all right? Do you remember how in, brand analytics, it said I had 87.5% of the clicks. And I'm like, that can't be right because I know I have other products I clicked on. Well, look for the same exact week, the same exact days. Look what search career performance is. It says I had 14% of the clicks. All right. That's a huge difference, guys. You can see how much more search career performance is picking up on clicks compared to brand analytics. 14% compared to 87%, that is like not even comparable. That is huge, huge difference. Now, just really, really quick. One thing, you know, now that we're looking at this search group performance, I wanted to call out. This is something that you can start doing on your own. This is interesting, all right? It says here, search query volume was 336 for the week. That means 300, supposedly 336 times people searched it or click back on their browser uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now look at my impressions. All right. This is called ASIN count. My impressions was 310, meaning on average, I was there every single time somebody clicked back or whatever, our product showed up. All right. Now, now compare that to like Gothic kitchen where it had 3000 searches, but I only had 431 impressions. All right. Meaning only like 10% of the time that a search was done, I even showed up to the customer. Now, this is very interesting data that Amazon has never shown before. But the, the problem here is without Helium 10, you might not have the context, 
right? So like, wait, why is one number on a one-to-one basis almost impressions for uh, or searches and then my impressions and the other one was like 10 to 1? Well, now this is where you can start going into Helium 10 and kind of like reverse engineer what happened. So now I'm showing you guys keyword tracker. And if I look at Spooky Kitchen, right? Look at my organic rank, page one, position one, two, and three. Look at my sponsored rank, page one, position one, two, three, four, right? So now it makes sense. Well, no wonder why every single time there was a search for this keyword, I got an impression because I am right there at the top of the page. I was probably getting two impressions for uh, a lot of these. Now, take a look at Gothic Kitchen. Remember the one that was kind of like 10 to 1? Like there was 10 searches for only every one impression I had. I'm right here in Keyword Tracker and I'm looking. My organic rank is position 70. All right. So now I know, wait a minute. Prop, the only people that I were getting impressions from was people who were like scrolling to page three or page two. But my sponsored rank, I was on page one. But, you know, it looks like not always I was on page one. Like right now I'm on page two. So this is why it's so important to kind of like, you know, put both of these data points together is because now I can see that, hey, I get this information from Search Creator Performance about how many times I'm showing up. But to really understand what's going on and what needs to improve, that's where I need like the Helium 10 data uh, or, or the keyword tracker data. And, and, you know, I'm sure other tools have keyword trackers, too. You can you can look at that same data. All right. Now, going back to my my case study, remember, I, I wasn't just comparing it to brand analytics and search career performance. I wanted to compare it to what, you know, PPC advertising reports were saying because I was doing a lot of sponsored ads and I was having my team click on sponsored ads and do add to carts from there as well. And now for the most part, the PPC data lined up, you know, uh, we were doing product targeting, um, you know, it, it, the clicks, you know, were attributed correctly. Um, now the interesting thing, and, and this is almost a philosophical discussion itself was as the week went on, I was actually getting more product targeting clicks. You know, the product targeting ad being where I'm targeting a certain competitor ASIN so that I show up on their page, you know, somewhere on there, right? Now, I started getting more product targeting clicks that I know was happening, all right? So this is my or my theory on this, you know. So when you do a product targeting ad, Yes, like principally, you would think that it shows up on the actual product. Like here, here's one that we are product targeting with our coffin tray. It's, it's this coffin bar mat. <laughs> what are they going to think of next, right? And if I scroll down here and then right here, products related to this item, look, our coffin egg tray is right there. So that's one of the things that our uh, our team did was that they clicked this from, from the page. But then as the week went on, we were getting an abnormally high number of product targeting um, clicks instead of just my keyword targeting ones. So what could be happening is because remember, once I landed on this page, this ad is going to kind of like follow me around Amazon. All right. So like, for example, if I, the next day, let's say like the next day, and remember, you know, some of my team was doing this every other day. Well, if they were going to type in spooky kitchen in the search results, the sponsored ad is coming some of those might have been my product targeting ad that's now following me around and it wasn't my sponsored keyword. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of hard to explain, but this is important to understand the way that Amazon PPC works 
is that I'm not just going to get clicks only if somebody clicks on my my um, my listing on this page. And this is important to understand because it helps you to kind of like work your strategy out is because you want people who click on your other products or on your competitors' products to kind of like be cookied by Amazon and so that your ad now follows them around, right? So we got all these other clicks because probably other people, you know, had clicked on a competitor's product and then they saw our um, our ad and then now maybe they saw it in another search, you know, like later on for an, even another keyword. So product targeting ads are really great. Anyways, that's kind of like a, I'm kind of digressing here on that, but I thought that was a really interesting kind of like in action, seeing how Amazon PPC works. Now, again, going back to search query performance, it was really, really good for the full week. It had almost all of the clicks that I know I made. It was like, I think we had done 11 clicks and search query performance said there was 12. So it was like right there. That that one click might have been from somebody else or maybe a click that I didn't, you know, mark. So it was like right there. Even the add to carts, like we did some add to carts and then, you know, we didn't purchase it. We just add to cart. We wanted to see if search query performance picked it up. Sure enough, search query performance picked almost all of them up. Now, the interesting thing is that week I actually purchased three units. Search query performance said only one unit was purchased. And again, so it was because I, I did multiple clicks on those other purchases that kind of like nullify search query performance uh, counting it. All right. So again, do not think that the number that search query performance says is your sales for certain keywords, that is 100% of your sales. It's only like 20 to 25%. Now, the next week, I, I did it again for another week because I was like, I, I wanted to like kind of like hone in on my tests a little bit more to kind of work on some of my theories. And so we did it again. I had a group of people, um, even Carrie and Shivali and Mel and Nico, they were all working on it and they were doing different clicks and different things. And again, it was very similar. Search query performance was picking up the clicks. Brand analytics wasn't. And another way that you know that brand analytics is different, again, I'm not trying to say one is right and one is wrong. They're just apples and oranges. But um, was that in brand analytics for the week, it said that my product had 50% of the sales and another product had 50%, meaning that the total number of sales attributed to that keyword in brand analytics for that week had to have been an even number. Does that make sense? You know, that number could be two, it could be 10, it could be eight. It can't be seven, right? Because it wouldn't have come out to a whole number. If two uh, if two products made up 100% of the sales and there's only two of them, it has to be an even number. In search crew performance for the week, the total number of sales that it says was generated from Spooky Kitchen was five. So again, this is like 100% confirmation. If you didn't believe it yet, brand analytics and search career performance definitely is apples and oranges. It's not talking about the same thing. You can literally not have 50% of five sales. I didn't split one coffin shelf in, or coffin egg tray in half and send one to one customer and one to another customer. Now, again, uh, brand analytics only showed two different products for the entire week getting clicks, one of them being mine. This was super disappointing to me. It means that for some of these lower, lower searched keywords, brand analytics just for whatever strange reason just doesn't count clicks anymore, right? And so you're not going to get a lot of information. Now, if you actually look 
inside of search query performance, there's this new feature that's called search query details. The way you can get here is if you're on the regular search query performance page and you click on any keyword under search query, right? And it brings up this new page and gives you, uh, it's not necessarily the top 10 uh, clicked uh, here. It's just basically top 10 according to Amazon's algorithm. But take a look here. It shows how many products there's, there's like 10 different products here. There's like 10 different products that it says had clicks. Again, brand analytics says there was only two different products that had clicks for this keyword. But now on this page, this other search query performance or it's called search query details is telling me that there is 10 different products that had clicks. And this is not even anywhere near the total number of clicks, because if you add up these products that it shows here, this only adds up to like, I don't know, like 30, 40% here. So it's not even showing 60% of the other products that had clicks. And it actually says, Hey, in this whole keyword of spooky kitchen for the week, there were 121 clicks. Obviously not all of those came from me. Only 17 of those clicks came from me for my product. That means that you know, there's all these other products that had all these clicks that brand analytics just isn't even picking up. So again, for me, brand analytics used to be my favorite rock solid thing. It's still my favorite rock solid thing for search, kind of like search volume, like how to know what is search more. But if you're really wanting to know what's going on with the number of clicks, do not rely on brand analytics because who knows what the heck is going on there for the lower searched, you know, uh, the lower search one. If you've got search query performance, that is absolutely the place to go to like have an idea about what's going on in the clicks. All right. So, so what's the takeaways from all of this? Like, you know, like, what am I going to take away from this? I mean, there's a, yes, of course I did. Uh, I did this case study that took you know like 50 hours to do for this podcast episode, but it's also to help with my own business, you know, my own Amazon businesses. And so how can you guys take this information? Well, first of all, if you're having, if you're trying to, you know, do keyword research for a brand new product, um, or you're opening up uh, a new brand, you know, that's, that's outside of, of your existing niche, uh, you just need helium 10. You know, I'm not trying to just, you know, I'm not trying to be a salesman here, but that's just the end of the, you know, none of this stuff I was showing you about search career performance. You have zero access to that outside of what you're already selling. So helium 10 has access to the other data. So you definitely need helium 10 if you're expanding, but if you're expanding with your, your own brand, you still need helium 10. But I would highly, highly recommend diving into your search query performance to get all of this added information that you never had visibility on before. But at the same time, you still need a tool like Helium 10. And the reason is because this search query performance, it's showing you the top 100 or 1,000 keywords that your product is currently performing for. By definition, if you if there's a keyword out there that you're not even indexed for, obviously that's not even gonna show up here. So it's important to do your competitor research. One thing that search query performance does not do and it probably never will do, it's not gonna show you detailed information on what your competitor is doing. You know, Amazon's not gonna display that. And Helium 10 is not showing you, you know, hacked information or something, but it's showing uh, an aggregation of public information that's out there. So it's still very important to supplement your research by using Helium 10, especially Cerebro and Keyword Tracker to see what your competitors are doing. What keywords are they crushing it on that you're not, all right? And then once you get them in your ecosystem, now you use search career performance to kind of take a more very granular 
detailed look at your impressions and, and how many impressions you have versus their search query volume, how many ads to carts uh, you're having, what's your conversion rate like, how many purchases you have historically. This is, it's only showing you about 20% of the data, which again, I know it sounds like a, um, sounds like a beating a dead horse here, but that's why I use Helium 10 to, to kind of like get the rest of that 80% of data that you need. But this 20% of, of sales that it's showing you exactly the funnel that people on Amazon use to make the purchase. I mean, this is gold guys. Helium 10 never showed this data, you know, before Amazon never showed this data before, even to vendors, they didn't have access to this. So this is super, super cool that you guys definitely need to be using. Another thing that's important, remember, this only shows sponsored product in, in search career performance and organic positions. There are so many other placements on page one nowadays from editorial recommendations to highly recommended, sponsored brand ads, sponsored video ads. Search career performance is not counting any of these impressions, any of these sales or anything. So this is still something you need to be kind of accounting for when you're doing your research. And again, if you're an elite member, you can do that inside of Helium 10 Cerebro. You can actually see uh, for a product, which products are showing up in all of these other eight different widgets, you know, whether it's from our brands or editorial recommendations or sponsored brand video ads or sponsored brand headline ads, you can see all of that in Cerebro and kind of see what your competitors and your uh, strategies are, where you guys are showing up, and then marry that data with what you find in search career performance, which is showing the organic side of things. So guys, you know, we went over a lot of information in these last couple of episodes, uh, you know, search volume. I hope you guys can, can take, uh, you know, this mini masterclass about search volume and be able to understand how to prioritize your products or, or your keywords in your products listings. You know, we went over all of these different data points, uh, you know, in search career performance, et cetera. It might seem overwhelming the amount of data that is out there now, but guys, you cannot imagine how people in other industries that don't sell on Amazon would kill for this kind of data, right? People are practically blind out there in other in other fields. They don't know what's bringing them sales. They don't know what's going on. But as Amazon sellers, we are really hashtag blessed with this plethora of information that Amazon is providing, that Helium 10 is providing, that other tools are providing. But it's not going to do you any good if you don't get out there and use it. So I want you guys to get your own strategy. There's not like one formula of exactly how to use this information that's gonna work for everybody. Get the formula that works for you, but it's important to combine the data and not get confused by it, that it, they might be showing different numbers and things. No, it's because things are, they're comparing apples and oranges. So understand which data point is talking about what and which are the important ones that you need kind of like, Take away all the other noise and let's laser focus and get a strategy on how you are going to do keyword research for what you're not getting sales for, what you are getting sales for, and all of these data points that we talked about today and the last episode is going to help you get there. So I want you guys to use this a lot. If you're in the elite Facebook group, make sure to you know hit me up. Let me know what you thought about this and, and let me know if you have any questions on this. Um, I'm going to keep working on this. I'm going to be using what I learned in this case study to be optimizing my current listings, you know, using all these new data points. And I want you guys to be doing that as well. So hope you guys found this enjoyable and I'll see you in the next episode.